0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday shopping season is here, so it's time for Bubble Genius' Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. It's a big-ass soap sculpture shaped like a gingerbread man that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs. Scented with a yummelicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap too. Added almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire holiday order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. And
2: God bless
1: the United States.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey, George! You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George. Bert, do you know me? Know you? Huh, you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... (laughs)
1: <laughs> my mouth's bleeding Bert my mouth's bleeding Zuzu's petals Zou-zou. there they are Bert what do you
0: know about that Merry Christmas well Merry Christmas
2: Merry Merry Yay,
0: Yay! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Christmas. George. Merry Christmas, George. Merry Christmas, movie house! Merry Christmas, Emporium! Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building alone! Hey, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter! Happy New Year to you! In jail! Go on home, they're waiting for you! Bob Seska! <laughs>
2: seska
1: show oh hi hello everybody hi how are you merry christmas to you and everyone you know and for that matter hello hello rachel hello bob oh thank you hi It is uh, December, God, oh my God, December 19th. God damn it. 2017. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. It's BubbleGenius.com. Hope you bought your soap for the holidays because time's a fleeting. Go out and get it now. Uh, Okay. Oh, oh, by the way, also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and or just click the link of the podcast page. And without any further ado, let's do this and dive in. Calling Buzz the galaxy's
0: greatest hero.
1: Yep.
0: Skilled, courageous, and ever-vigilant. Leaping into action, Buzz
1: Hurdles to the rescue. His ongoing mission to protect the universe from the dark forces of evil. These are the adventures of Buzz of Star Command. Yes, indeed. Here he is. Buzz Burbank. Hi. Hi. I I was thinking about a nap. (laughs) Me too. Hey, you know what? I'm in complete like holiday mode right now. Oh yeah, is, yeah. It, it, it's it's
0: it's already too late, and I know that you were you frightened yourself when you gave the date there because it is getting it, it's getting very close. Now. I know, and I I love by the way on that theme, if I may, I love that you open the show with something I can talk about. Uh, but I but I have to tell you that the, <laughs> I was planning on watching It's a Wonderful Life uh, tonight, yeah, uh, for the for the first time, and you have given away the ending
1: now, and so <laughs> sorry spoilers. That, that is off. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I speaking of movies, I, uh-huh. as I said, I'm ready for vacation mode. I've got one fo- yeah, foot yeah. out the door, and and seriously, I swear to God, all I want to do today is read articles about the new Star Wars movie because <laughs> because I went <laughs> and saw it. it. Yeah, I mean, I, I went and saw it yesterday afternoon. I have a lot of things to say about it. I'm not going to talk about it on today's show. I might uh-huh. talk about it on the after party on Friday. In fact, I'll definitely talk about it on the after Friday Friday. Which good. We, we-
0: <laughs> I knew you were still. You were still. Pro- last I heard, you were still processing it. You know, in your I, uh, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. my God. Well, I have. I don't want to get into too many details. Suffice right, to say, right, right. I, I'm going to bore Kimberly to tears on Friday on the after party as I uh, oh. expound. Upon- <laughs> upon yeah, and I would. I would, I would.
0: I would sit in, and, but I think I'm busy that day too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you sure you don't want to come in and, and help me yeah, debate I'm, Star I'm, Wars? And, uh... I'm, I'm I'm okay
0: with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm more of a Star Trek guy. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. just, we have different religions and yet we're friends.
1: Well, you know what? I, I love both both series, both uh both stories. And- ah, more of a
0: Unitarian
1: then. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I'm a Unitarian <laughs> when it comes to the science fiction. And so uh, but, oh, my God, do I have a I've I have questions about the new movie, so we'll, uh-huh. we'll get to that later in the week. All and right. that Makes you part agnostic as well. That's exactly right. I say it is Trump crisis day 334, Uh-oh. 80 days since Republicans allowed chip to expire, leaving 8.9 Uh-oh. million kids without health care. Lots to talk about. I guess the first thing right out of the shoot buzz is the breaking news that the house has passed the uh, the tax scam bill uh, just moments yeah. ago. God
0: damn yep, it! Yep, yeah, they have, and you know it's gonna it's gonna bite us all, but it's gonna bite them. Yeah, and uh, you know I I have to ask I. Think it's possible? You know, what's to say that the midterm elections can't change all of this? Yeah, it's entirely uh, possible. You know, and so if we can all just hang on for that long, I mean, that will happen uh, before uh, the the new. Uh, the new tax laws go into effect and yep. although the the new uh, legislature won't uh, be seated until after the first of the year mm. uh they can still i think get at it pretty quickly and i would expect it would be a priority
1: yeah you know wouldn't it be great to have like uh, uh going into uh, uh throughout 2019 going into the early 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 days of the uh, the 2020 election campaigns that we have a uh, veto proof majority in the senate wouldn't that be excellent so that <laughs> the 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 democrats in the senate and in the house could pass legislation and they wouldn't even need trump's signature on it so they could you repeal know, uh-
0: for the first time, the House is in play. Something yeah. that wasn't even conceivable. Well, you mean the, the Senate? Ago. The Senate's and, in play. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and and it's been close there anyway. But even the House, there's there's even math, Bob, that indicates that the House is in play hmm. uh,
1: as well. There could be a shift there, uh, uh, that kind of a massive
0: shift there as well.
1: See, I always thought it's kind of the opposite that the House. The House was kind of a no-brainer as being in play, and it was the Senate that was kind of a roll of the dice in terms of winning back the Senate because of the way the map is in in 2018, where there are so many uh, Democratic seats to defend, but very few Republican seats that they need to defend, which makes the Senate math... a a little more challenging and but i mean you are right to an extent that it's going to have to be a huge jump for the democrats to get to 218 votes in the house and you're right we shouldn't take any of this for granted yeah well suffice to say i i think that's that's something that could absolutely happen i think it's absolutely possible at this point in time that the democrats could win back both the house and the senate and control the entire congress in fact it's not even a, a matter of whether or not they can actually do it. It's, it's that they have to do it. There is no choice. Democrats, whether it's voters or candidates, have to come out to vote and support uh, these campaigns with more vigor and more ferocity than at any point in recent modern American history. I mean, that's how crucial all of this is. And there's a possibility that if, if the Democrats are strong enough in terms of the overwhelming force, you know, in 2006, they called the uh-huh. uh, the, the big change over there from a Republican Congress to a Democratic Congress, they called that right. the house quake, where right. there was just a huge landslide well, shift to the Democratic it, Party. It, it could happen again, and here are the numbers. In case yeah. you
0: didn't see this chart on uh, the Rachel Maddow show, uh, the latest report came out uh, for the period ending September 30th of this year. Yeah. Uh, the number; These are the numbers of House challengers now for the 2018 midterms mm-hmm. who have collected $5,000 or more in donations so far. So yeah. uh, significant candidates. Uh, as of September 30th, uh, 71 Republicans had filed for those offices compared to 391 Democrats. Oh, yeah. If the same kind of enthusiasm exists among the voters as exists among these aspiring candidates— then I think we could see a housequake.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and remember putting those numbers into proper context. Previous uh, years before a midterm election. So we're, what we're talking about in this context is 2017, leading into 2018. Right. right. Uh, you go back and you compare it to 2005, leading into 2006, where the number of candidates on both sides was in the double digits. And we're talking right. about right. now a spike from maybe two hundred nine Democratic challengers uh, this year. Uh, earlier in the year, I think it was several months ago, right. the last time they right. added them all right. up. Now yeah. three, as he said, three hundred.
0: Yeah, nearly four hundred. Yeah, nearly four hundred to uh, not quite seventy-five. Yeah, <laughs> it's and if, and so if I mean not even
1: close, there is still a chance that it, it could go horribly awry. But based on these numbers, <laughs> it shows a massive tectonic shift. Toward the Democratic Party. Uh, well, and
0: I think the recent elections have, have indicated that shift, even in the most conservative of places. <laughs>
1: That's absolutely right. And you know what? We're seeing that. Across the board, in several other areas. I mean, last week we talked about uh, the challengers, uh, the the uh, uh, attorney generals in various states who are challenging the net neutrality uh, right. decision by the FCC and agit pie, and mm-hmm. and some of those states are deeply red states. Uh, I, I think right. I remember Mississippi being one of the states that's challenging the net neutrality decision by the FCC. So Mississippi prefers pecan pie; they don't care so much <laughs> for the agit pie. Exactly right. The pecan pie at Stuckey's in Mississippi right. is far preferred. But yeah. So and, and meanwhile, there there are fifty uh, percent a new brand new poll just came out. Uh, through NBC News, 50% uh-huh. of voters prefer a Democratic-controlled Congress, while 39% want a Republican, uh, want the Republicans in charge. Democrats right. hold a 48-point lead in congressional preference among voters under 35 years old, 69% to 21%, and a 20-point lead among female voters, 54% to 34%. Sure, now, go- sure. Going back to the uh, voters under 35 uh, and that 48-point lead in congressional <laughs> preference, now all we need to do is get those younger voters to actually vote, and then we might Absolutely. have something.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I, I think they will. I hope they will. I know there will be efforts to, to, to mobilize them. Uh, but I, let me say this about the Republican responses in that poll. Yeah. I think sometimes what we hear in that number is the number of Americans who would like to vote for a more traditional uh, Republican. One not so much off the rails. Yeah. I think some of them are craving, to a certain extent, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, although there are radicals, voters out there to support these radical candidates and radical politicians, ra- radical office holders, uh, there are also uh, out there in the public uh, a lot of moderate, uh, fairly calm, reasonably agreeable Republicans who uh, I, I don't want today's Republican, don't want the trump Republican party. They want their Republican Party. And so yeah. when they say they would prefer Republican control, I sometimes wonder if they don't mean, you know, like it used to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is what's so weird about that, Buzz, and I don't know exactly what you're talking about, is that a- as much as they want to return to the olden times, the-, the old ways, they've decided to choose a president who is decidedly not in keeping with those old ways, where he's entirely— well, it isn't-
0: and and it isn't so much a switch to me as it is an infiltration you know yeah. it's it's the the party is divided now into the the what are the radicals and and the, the moderates in my opinion mm-hmm. uh and and uh, it the control used to be held by the moderates uh uh, John Boehner's experience proved that doesn't work anymore, yep. uh, and and now it's a divided party. Right, and so you know you almost have to ask, okay, which Republican party do you prefer <laughs> to be in control? Of? That actually, I'm and we're laughing, but that actually might be a better way to ask it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and you know there there's a certain faction of Republicans who have from day one rejected Trumpism, and I think right, those right, Republicans right. are absolutely Republicans that we I, can work I know with. Them.
0: I've gone to dinner with with Republicans who hated Trump from the very beginning and still do. Yeah. And, and so I say, bless them. And I can live with neighbors like that.
1: Yeah, you know, there are some uh, some people on the left right now. I, I know, for for example, our friends at the uh, Professional Left podcast, uh, Drift Glass and Blue Gal, they're very big, <laughs> they're very <laughs> loud and uh, and firm on their opinion that we should be uh, burning all the lifeboats and not doing work w- or, or working at all in, in, in agreement with the never-Trumpers. I, I tend to disagree with that only because, and it's nothing against the professional life podcast. I like those guys. But the fact is that I, I feel as if in order to repair all of the damage that Trump is doing, we have a responsibility mm-hmm. to, to reach out to Republicans who can actually communicate to other Republicans. No one We no have a responsibility. Yeah. yeah, we
0: have responsibility to the union, to this democracy, yeah. uh, to work together to do that. We can argue about the things on which we disagree later. Mm. But tr- and I, I keep saying this. I've said this from the beginning. I've, I've been saying this for a year. Mm-hmm. This isn't about politics I've had republican presidents before that I didn't like this isn't about that right. this isn't even like that this is criminal collusion with a hostile foreign government yep. uh and and uh, that that is, that's very. That's beyond concerning. It's frightening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the number one thing. It's about rejecting the traditions of the office. That's another right. thing. His lack of yeah. presidential oh, behavior and on down the line. We could go on, and we yeah, have, and yeah. it's really yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. It has really mm-hmm. little to do with politics relative to these other two gigantic problems with uh, with Trumpism. Right, right, and and the fact is that again, going back to the original sort of spark of this conversation is that. You know, it is possible next year that the the Democrats, along with some wayward Republicans, could form a veto-proof majority in the uh, United States Senate and uh, and make it so that Trump's signature on uh, on any legislation is irrelevant so the Congress could go and move forward and repeal a lot of mm-hmm. this crap that's been going on for the last right. year whether right. it's uh, net neutrality which uh, yep. we're gonna we're gonna talk about what Chuck Schumer's planning to do about that and uh, you know or this this tax legislation or some of the things like uh, uh, re- restoring the uh, cost-sharing uh, uh, payments in, in Obamacare and things like th- those mm-hmm. those pieces of the puzzle that have fallen apart in the past year that can be reparable by uh, by, by Congress. It's entirely possible if we work hard enough that we can get a, uh, a congressional uh, a balance of power that favors getting rid of all that crap. But if we don't, then Congress is only going to be able to stop whatever Trump wants to do to a certain extent but they'll have to end or they'll have to stop short when it comes to actually passing legislation since they have to get Trump's signature on anything in order for it to become law minus of course an impeachment proceeding which which of course if, if the Democrats take back the House they could actually vote on sure. articles of impeachment and pass them with a simple uh, majority in the House of Representatives and then they can move forward handing that over to uh, the United States Senate where it's a little touch and go in terms of whether or not they have the, uh, I think it's uh, two-thirds uh, of the Senate right. needs to vote on conviction when it comes right. to impeachment, and uh, mm-hmm. that's a long haul, and it's it's been designed to be a difficult thing to do, and uh, but it's always possible. It depends on how many votes uh, we end up uh, accumulating next year, and, and that really comes down to democratic voter enthusiasm and i think that's at an all-time high again going back to that chart you mentioned buzz 391 yeah. democratic house challengers lined up <laughs> right. right now compare right. that to the number of republican house challengers lining up in 2009 when in the subsequent year in the midterms uh-huh. of 2010 the republicans right. completely trounced the democrats and took over both chambers of uh, of congress and right, that was the 2010
0: takeover, yeah. uh, which was, of course, inspired by the 2008 uh, election of Barack Obama.
1: Right, exactly, and Obamacare, the passage of that, because it was right. really about, oh, God, healthcare.gov sucks, okay. let's vote or against Obama. It,
0: or, or was it about
1: Obama? It was about <laughs> Obama, mainly. Yeah, yeah. Mainly, The the, the healthcare <laughs> thing was uh, an excuse. But the number of Republican challengers that had lined up at this point in time in 2009 for the 20, uh-huh. 2010 Minterbs right. was only only 78 78 compared to they're- 391 democrats right damn now and that's yeah. hugely encouraging it certainly is yeah it certainly yeah,
0: is. yeah they, they they're almost up to
1: 71 now <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly jesus okay so uh this tax bill has passed let's let's review some of the things in the latest version of this in case you don't know first of all the top income tax rate will drop from uh, a drop to thirty seven percent, down from thirty nine point six percent. Now remember, uh-huh. it was down at thirty seven percent when it was around there when when Bush passed his tax cut, and then right. the tax cuts expired, and then it uh-huh. bounced back up to thirty nine point six. Now it's going to go back down to thirty seven, where Bush had it after right. his tax cuts. The uh, right.
0: it was almost two percent there, almost three percent. I mean, oh yeah, almost absolutely
1: three percent cut for them. And of course, no rich person pays thirty seven. percent Percent. No one making money in that well, tax bracket actually pays that amount in tax. No,
0: no, not after the deductions they get to take for their private schools and so on.
1: Yeah, I mean their their marginal tax rate ends up, or their effective tax rate, I mean, uh, ends up being down around you know, like Warren Buffett has talked about in the past, probably around fifteen percent somewhere in that range. Usually, right. uh, sometimes, uh, and in fact, like I said, Warren Buffett well, mentioned at the time that that his his personal assistant. Was paying a slightly higher right. uh, effective tax rate than he was, so and he
0: thought it was wrong. Uh, proving again that there are a couple of billionaires who have a conscience. Yeah, uh, but but you know this is uh, it's 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 just outrageous. It's un, unfathomable. Right. Uh, you know this this redistribution of wealth uh, that they used to criticize uh, now now uh, being redistributed the other way, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, these tax breaks. In terms of percentage, they may sound the same as uh, people in the middle income bracket in terms of percentages, but we're talking about a whole lot more money they get to keep in their pockets oh, yeah. than than you do, than, than I do, and uh, it's not really supposed to work that way.
1: Yeah, unbelie- there's a tax cut carve-out in this legislation for... <laughs> Specifically for real estate developers. like yeah, uh, Especially the major ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, I don't know, uh, Donald I don't know Trump.
0: <laughs> I don't know anybody. Yeah. I don't know anybody. Uh, and by the way, before we go any further, uh, we, uh, of course, may not use the terms vulnerable transgender fetuses. Oh, and uh, we will not be, although we do reserve the right to use science-based and evidence-based. We will be using those. Yeah. Clarify our policy on those terms.
1: That's right, but don't you fucking dare say (laughs) diversity, fetus, transgender, vulnerable, or entitlement, you.
0: Yeah, I think, now, I don't know if, can that be one thing, a vulnerable transgender fetus? Is that
1: possible? (laughs) I don't know if you can.
0: Because that would be a major, a major violation of the Centers for Disease Control.
1: I don't know, but it's going to be the title of today's show. I know that. I'm right sorry.
0: Away. I, I once again, I've driven us <laughs> off the rails, but it it, it it was important.
1: But no, holy shit! You came up with today. I don't. Need, I don't have to do anything after the show. I just. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, corporate Both. tax rate is cut to twenty one percent from thirty five percent. The bill right. eliminates the Affordable Care Act's individual mandate. Requires most yes. Americans. To buy health insurance or pay a penalty. That's going to
0: push. That's going to push 13 million people off of health care. And by the way, for that 35 to 21, you know, cut BS. Yeah. Uh, even at 35 percent, many corporations like General Electric aren't paying any. So that's right. What are we writing? Are we writing them checks now? Oh, I forgot. We already do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I- it, it's just. It's incredible. It's incredible. And where does this money come from? Mm-hmm. From the Obamacare that Bob just mentioned. That gets uh, severely damaged. The people left on Obamacare, because that's like me, because that's the only insurance they can get, mm. will pay another 10% more. And you know how much rates have gone up already. Yep. Uh, and and on, on top of that uh, – It it will drive, because it is unaffordable, will drive 13 million more people out of health care. That's as many as Obamacare saved initially.
1: Not a single goddamn Trumper can explain to me how repealing the individual mandate will make premiums and deductibles uh, lower, or how it'll, that, it'll improve health care at all.
0: Because that Nigerian Muslim did it, that's why. <laughs> that's
1: right. I'll, that, I'll tell you why. That's the, the closest they come to some sort of mm-hmm. answer on that, but the fact is that uh, what's going to happen if they uh, when they repeal the mandate, which is going to be uh, well, the House just did it today, and, and the Senate's going to follow suit either tonight or tomorrow, Yeah. what's going to happen as a result is healthy people, uh, especially healthy younger people, will just not mm-hmm. bother to buy insurance, which, right, you know, there what this Pool. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. But what this shows is that Donald Trump and the Republicans simply don't understand the way insurance works, which means the way insurance works is you have to have healthy people signing up because the healthy people help to finance the care received by the sick people. And when you eliminate that sort of uh, symbiotic relationship, then everything goes to hell. And what ends up happening is a lot of these health insurance have to jack up their premiums. They have to jack up their deductibles and so on to as, as high as they want in some cases in order to cover the shortfall of not yeah, having as many healthy I, I people in and the pool. You could,
0: ex- you could explain that to Republicans until you're blue in the face, but it, it, it counters, it contradicts their own belief that that's robbing from that's robbing for me to give to somebody who isn't again they view healthcare as a as a commodity not as a right Uh, Health care is for those who can afford it. If you work hard and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you will have health insurance and everything will be fine. And uh, if you're going to make me uh, buy your health insurance while you sit on your ass, no, I'm out of it. That's their view. It isn't a realistic view. And as you just explained so well, it's not how insurance works.
1: That's right. And and on uh, on top of that, the repeal of the individual mandate it just you know what it does it just sets off a chain reaction a a domino effect that
0: oh yeah 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 they you know obamacare didn't implode as the president said it, it is imploding at yeah. in his hands and in the hands of this Republican Congress. That's right. I'm telling you, this is not going over well with people, and it's and uh, the, the Americans' reaction to this is only going to get worse.
1: That's right. I mean, the, the reason why the individual mandate was passed in the first place was because uh, Obamacare forced insurance companies to accept all applicants by eliminating the pre-existing condition uh, factor in, in mm-hmm. all of that. And in order to digest that, the health insurance companies said, well, if you're going to do that, you, you need to give us some sort of base uh, for our, our finances here. Otherwise, the the, the dollars aren't going to work out and then and prices are going to keep going up at the old rate. So, of course, the, the Congress decided, OK, fine, we'll, we'll put in an individual mandate. And this was this was all designed as part of the overall uh, whether it was Romney Care or whatever they came up with in the '90s as an alternative mm-hmm. to Hillary Care that eventually right, right. became the seed that became Obamacare, uh, this was always designed as being part of. It, it was sort of the the medicine to to make you know the sugar go down. It was it was <laughs> it was something that was required in order to have this amazing benefit that now people with pre-existing conditions like you buzz and like me um could could now get insurance without having to pay ten thousand dollars a month in premiums or whatever that they would have charged us so now that this is being stripped out and it looks almost certain that this is going to pass the senate and be signed by Mm -hmm. donald trump so Mm -hmm. the individual mandate is gone this is a crazy bomb let off into the insurance marketplace. So, whatever tax break you dirty might, bomb. yeah, exactly, Wh- whatever tax break you might get uh, as a middle class earner, as a working class earner, whatever those lower tax brackets are, uh, that's going to be offset by increased health care costs, whether it's yep, out of pocket yep, yep. costs or your premiums. And we've already seen this. I mean, I read on the show the letter I got from my, uh, my non-profit insurer, Kaiser Permanente, saying, mm-hmm. here's why your premiums went up by $140 from last year to this coming up year. Right, right. This is why. And it's because mm-hmm. of all the monkeying around with, <laughs> with the health care system by the Republicans.
0: And here's the challenge. Just after the first of the year, when people start getting their first paychecks of 2018— the deductions on there will be different, and some of them will be taking home more money. Many right. of them uh, will be uh, taking home more money. I th- yeah. I heard that like 80% of Americans will notice the lower taxes, yeah. and uh, it will give the illusion that you are better off. And uh, this is the sleaziest of political stunts uh, going into uh, a midterm election. Uh, fortunately, I think most of the American people... See through it now, but I hope their knees don't weaken when they see the, the somewhat or slightly bigger paychecks after the first of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it won't be until uh, you know as they they buy the next round of health insurance for 2019 that uh, they realize they've been had.
1: Well you know before we go to break Buzz, I need you to talk me down off of this because I, I'll try I, I'm, I'm looking at the whole landscape here and what I'm seeing mm-hmm. is a series of events that seem eerily similar to what happened uh, between 2001 and 2009. Under George W. Bush we have a gigantic mm-hmm. tax cut here which is driving going to drive up the deficit by uh, 1.5. Trillion dollars, which is exactly which is okay
0: to do if you're Republican, but not if you're Democrat. Yeah,
1: yeah. precisely. Yeah, and 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 that that's what happened. in Two thousand one. Uh, when then you add in two wars and a Medicare Part D thing that wasn't paid for. While a good good piece of legislation helped pay, pay for prescription drugs, it, it wasn't paid for. So what we ended up having right. is a massive deficit. Now that set the table. We also had insane levels of deregulation throughout those years, and and we're seeing the same things now. We're seeing deregulation happening. We're seeing this massive tax cut, which is, is part of the Star of the Beast thing. We're seeing a Dow that is unnaturally high <laughs> right now, uh, which we, I,
0: I've, I've seen women do that to their bodies.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, it, and the
0: resu- result isn't necessarily good. That's what I'm that's all I'm saying. In
1: uh, yeah, and, and in, in the middle 2000s, we had a huge housing bubble, too. And, and so. And now we've got a Dow bubble. We've got a stock market bubble yeah, going on, yeah. and and I'm just seeing this headed and and careening toward uh, another big economic downturn. Because again, they're setting the table yeah. here with the same mistakes that they had the last time around. It's as if there
0: there certainly is a risk of that, and yeah. some economists have expressed concern about that. And and the most succinctly put. Bubbles break. Yeah, bubbles burst, and uh, so you know that that seems inevitable. Now, I will say uh, before we get too frightened of the consequences, it's never it's going to hurt a little. Mm. But honestly, if you hang, if you can hang in a little bit, some Americans can, some can't, depending on your age. But if you can hang in, it also bounces back. It certainly did. It did after nine eleven. Yeah, it did after the uh, the crash of two thousand seven two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. uh and and it it would again even if it goes down a lot, it's still higher than it was before we started. So in the end, uh, overall, not a total loss. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, that, that's something to certainly be concerned about. But uh, the most remarkable thing, and I don't think people, Americans, the majority of Americans, are buying this either. And that is the 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 whole sales pitch on this is well, this will uh, well, a couple of things. It'll stimulate jobs because companies will have more money to hire with. Well, uh, a survey of the company shows they they have no plans to do. That they want yep. to give it to their stockholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the idea was to generate jobs, and, and that isn't going to happen. The idea was to boost an economy that is already ridiculously healthy. Considering, yep. I mean, uh, sure, the growth rate actually, I don't know, we uh, experts aren't sure that really the growth rate can go much higher. Yep. Uh, look at unemployment's at a 17 year low, the stock market's at an all time high, it yep. set records throughout the year, even if it loses some, it's still better off. Uh, the, in other words, the idea was to help an economy that doesn't need any help. It's like a doctor saying, I'm going to cure this patient. And the patient's screaming, there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Uh, you know, yeah, well, we're cutting you open anyway, you know, and that's, that's what they're doing here. And I really think that it will bite them. The question is how soon, uh, the, the heartening part is Americans are not buying the Republican plan now. Uh, the concerning part is they might when they see a slightly bigger paycheck.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't mean to sound uh, too terribly. Uh, uh- <laughs> I don't mean to sound hopeless, but the, the, the fact is that the, the other layer to all of this is that by, by generating, a, a you know, adding one point five trillion dollars to the deficit, if there right. is an economic downturn, suddenly then, like we mm-hmm. saw in early 2009, the Republicans will just go indiscriminately batshit as soon as whoever is president of that point in time tries to pass a, a stimulus package in order to draw us out of a, a gigantic right. recession right. because right. they're going to claim, oh, we've got this huge deficit. why Why? are you adding to the deficit why are we having well, socialism now blah 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 all the same crap that I we were in 2009
0: yeah it's a rinse lather repeat and and right. i hear what you're saying but it, i guess one battle at a time right
1: yeah exactly yeah. exactly well there is always i mean we started with some good news here that hopefully uh, after mm-hmm. the midterms we might uh, have a, a congressional Balance of power that'll lead to uh, uh, <laughs> Trump or uh, or a lot of the people around him ending up spending the uh, the new year and, the new year in and jail, ho- which is happy
0: it. New Year to you <laughs>
2: in jail, and
1: ho- right? And hopefully
0: those changes can be made uh, before the damage is done, before that much is added, if any, is added to the deficit. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a chance to. Fix and repair this, I believe.
1: Well, the only, God, the only thing that I noticed in this legislation uh, here before we go to break is that. Uh is that that state and local uh, income tax deduction w- is right. is is back, but it's capped at ten thousand dollars. Right. So they didn't eliminate it as as earlier versions of this limit legislation was calling for, but they uh, they did cap it at a total of ten thousand dollars. Whereas before, you could deduct the entire amount of what you're paying in state and local taxes from your federal tax if you were uh, right. itemizing your deductions. And, and so, but that is that is back in there. It, it you know ultimately. It's kind of a a forlorn, too little too late little change in the in the legislation that you know affects some of us, probably not enough of us. oh, and isn't enough nearly to make this uh, at all appealing,
0: yeah. in fact, the last minute changes made the bill much worse. The, yeah. uh, the redistributed wealth toward the rich and away from the poor even more. Than the previous versions we'd seen. Yeah, uh, they've they've gone. They're they're they they've gone for a hundred yard touchdown on this, and uh, frighteningly, mm. it, it appears they've gotten it.
1: Yep, absolutely. Meanwhile, fifty-five percent of Americans oppose this uh, tax reform bill. Yep. Sixty-six uh, yep, percent yep. say the bill does more to help the wealthy uh, than See? the middle class. Right. Mm-hmm. Americans
0: not as dumb as we thought they might be.
1: <laughs> right. Right. As but we you know,
0: feared we might be.
1: It, it just doesn't matter anymore, though, because the Republicans <laughs> don't care about legislation that is popular among the people. All they care about is legislation that's popular among their thirty-five yeah. percent base. But let's
0: let yeah, but let's not say it doesn't matter. Anymore. Anymore. it always matters it doesn't matter to them
1: but it doesn't F matter to them, them. right right <laughs> yeah. absolutely all right so uh uh i want to talk about uh, patreon here a little bit sure uh, here at the bottom of the show um right before the holidays uh how about gifting one of your friends or family members who likes the show with a uh, a subscription on uh, patreon because be nice. uh, not only will they get the free show there which anyone can download and, and listen to uh from our patreon page but you also get all kinds of great bonus features: the uh, the postmortem show, which we record right after, or seamlessly right after we finish this show, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's like a an additional twenty minutes of, of bonus material that we didn't get. There are to. no seams. <laughs> yeah, no no seams at all. Uh, and then there's of course the after party on Fridays. That's a that's a, a, a god upwards of now ninety minutes to two hours of random conversation about pop culture oh. and all kinds of stuff. Lots of Lots of sex being discussed on the show these days. And by the uh, way,
0: thank you for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I discovered on the uh, after party something about the, the shape of my penis that could actually make things uh, more difficult for me later in life in terms of cancer. That was actually an actual thing that we talked about. Uh, why, did, you know, why did you have to
0: be told a thing like
1: that? God damn it! No.
0: Jesus Christ. And, and, and in the holiday season.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for nothing. I effing love science website for uh, for that piece of information. But you can you can only get that in the after party. I'm not going to elaborate on it right now. Okay, said say no more. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, for five dollars a month, though, you get uh, the postmortem show. Ten dollars a month, you get the uh, the two postmortem shows and the after party. I should say. Fifteen dollars a month gets you all of that stuff. Two postmortem shows a week. Plus the after party on Fridays, plus some little bonus features that we put up there along the way, like my reading of the Steel Dossier, which is still up there. I refreshed it, bumped it up to the uh, the top of the list of uh, items on the Patreon page. Uh, and at fifteen dollars a month, you get a commercial free version of this show. So actually, uh, this this talking that I'm doing right now, this advertisement for uh, for our Patreon page, will not be in that version of the show that you get. For that's, $15 a a month. It, that's a shame because I thought that's a shame because I thought it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> Right. Well, I don't think the Patreon subscribers want to hear about how they should subscribe at Patreon. I think they've already done that. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, we take out all the commercials from the free shows, but only if you sign up at $15 a month. Just go to bobseska.com, click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at the top of the page, and please tell all your friends, of course. The Bob Seska Show.
2: It's Christmas. Baby, please come home.
0: Yeah. The Bob Seska Show.
2: The snow's
1: coming down. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Uh, good Lord, am I going to miss not hearing uh, Darlene Love performing this on the Letterman Show this year.
0: Oh, my God. But did you catch Foo Fighters, or maybe you saw the clip online? Oh, I did, Of Foo yeah. Fighters on Saturday Night Live uh, doing a little bit of that uh, in their medley, which was I just thought amazing, uh, just amazing television.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there are very few clips of the Foo Fighters that actually disappoint. In fact, <laughs> I don't think I've seen one. Uh, just about everything they do turns to gold, and that was a, a great yeah. performance on and, SNL. And, and you
0: and I share a love of you too. Uh, yeah, and I was glad to see that.
1: Yeah. Oh God, absolutely. And and you know it's. <laughs> I watched that video uh, the other day I posted this on, uh, on on my facebook page about that video that j- just happened to pop up on youtube one day for me right. it's it's uh, a YouTube performing bad the song from the uh, unforgettable fire at live aid nineteen eighty five and uh-huh. you know it occurred to me just watching that not only was that sort of U2's official entree as being, you know, mega rock stars and everything just skyrocketed from them uh, from there. But it was also for, for my generation, which is the Generation X uh, generation, mm-hmm. that was sort of the beginning of our high watermark that I think lasted uh, or built and lasted until around 1995. If I were to think of the sweet spot for Gen mm-hmm. X, it would be 85 yeah. to 95. and then And then we just started to get old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> after that it was just oldness. But
0: even and, and in spite of the age difference between us, that was actually a pretty good
1: uh, set of years for me as well. So, yeah. Oh God. Cool. Yeah. Very Absolutely cool. too. So. All right. So uh, let's see. What else do we got here? By the way, there was a rumor going around on Thursday. You probably saw me tweeting about this and a bunch of other people that uh, Jared Kushner was going to be indicted on Friday. Well, that obviously uh, didn't happen at all. It just uh, yeah. That's that's about all we got. Right, that was the extent of, uh, of of Friday because nothing happened as far as Jared Kushner goes, but it was just one of those things that was going around and they just turned out to not be true. And well, you can't believe everything you read. You know what it is? People
0: are uh, keyed up. Uh, yeah. this is I was gonna I was thinking of this before the show today. This has got to be you know, in in or out of politics, one of the most dramatic holiday seasons I've ever witnessed. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. tension. The tension is palpable. <laughs> Things are on edge. Is is Trump gonna fire Rosenstein and and then Mueller over the the, the holiday break? And nobody and everybody's just on edge. And these yep. these protests are planned. And oh my gosh, it's it's we're just on the edge of. And it's the holidays, you know. I mean, I, we don't know when any of this is gonna break or when Trump is going to do something if he does something.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Kimberly's been walking around here uh, for the last few days just going, Trump's going to ruin Christmas. Trump, I know it. Trump's just <laughs> going to ruin Christmas. And I, you know what? You're probably right. He just can't let a day go by when he doesn't fuck it all up. What, does, what doesn't What does he ruin? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, now... This is why uh, Trump is why we can't have anything nice. That's absolutely true. Uh, you know, and then... Here we are, as you were saying, uh, with this uh, entire, God, this entirely destabilizing horror show of mm-hmm. just staring down the barrel of a constitutional crisis regarding the firing of <laughs> Mueller and, and yeah. so on. You, you know, and of course, Trump said uh, the other day, standing out uh, uh, on the South Lawn of the White House, headed out to the helicopter, out to Marine One, he told reporters that no, he's not, he's not considering uh, firing uh, Mueller, but at this time yeah at this time, right, yeah, and that's the uh, the operative phrase there that's the yeah well I didn't
0: even know I don't think he said it, but it said that's it. the it's implied, isn't it? yeah,
1: exactly it's the it's the subtext of everything you was saying because really he he can't fire Mueller. he can't directly fire Mueller, so no, these no he cannot that was kind of a weaselly uh thing for Donald Trump to say, and maybe not even the most timely question. what should be asked,
0: and the great fear and concern now is that he will fire Rod Rosenstein mm-hmm. and replace Rosenstein with somebody. Who will fire uh, Mueller? So, That's exactly right. You know, they, we're, everybody's still on edge, whether it's Rosenstein or Mueller.
1: Yeah, and you know what? We really don't know just yet where uh, associate uh, who God, what's the official title? I want to say associate attorney general Rachel Brand. Would uh-huh. would then be upped to the to the the post of uh, of deputy attorney general up to Rosenstein's post, right, right. Uh, and there's no word as to whether or not she'd be willing to fire Mueller. You know, if this Saturday night massacre scenario occurs, it'll go Rosenstein, Rachel Brand, and then down to a guy named Noel Francisco, who is the solicitor general. And uh-huh. if we remember back to our Nixon history, Buzz, you remember that it was the Solicitor General Robert Bork who right. eventually went on to fire Archibald Cox, the special prosecutor in Watergate. Mm-hmm. And so but there's no word as to whether or not Rachel Brand or Noel Francisco would follow Trump's orders to fire Robert. I don't
0: I don't know about Francisco, but I but I hear that Rachel Brand would not be inclined to, to fire Mueller. Yeah. Uh, but here again, uh, she can also be fired and, again, replaced with someone who would. And he, I mean, Trump could keep doing that until he finally gets the
1: answer he wants. Now, the key here, too, is—and this is, again, this is me looking at everything with cup half full— is that if if neither of these subordinates to Rosenstein upped into his post decide that they're going to follow Trump's orders and fire Mueller, if none of them fire uh, Mueller and Trump decides, well, I'm just clearing house and I'm bringing a bunch of sycophants who take a loyalty pledge to me and they're going to fire Mueller, remember, mm. those people have to be confirmed by Congress.
0: Right, right, right. And the more... The suspicious stuff he does, the more suspicious he will be and the more difficult it will be to get the support of Congress. It could be argued that Trump has already lost his clout with Congress. In yeah. fact, I think it's pretty clear uh, with uh, even Grassley, for example, uh, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley uh, of the Judiciary Committee uh, refusing to consider uh, some of the unqualified uh racist oh, yeah. uh, nominees that Trump has uh, the Trump's people have made to federal court benches and uh you know it's just it here again it it's beyond belief but it, but it looks like some many republicans are starting to say no to some of these things no to the uh, chemical safety director at the EPA mm-hmm. uh who had in fact protected the chemical industry yeah. uh from regulation in in his job Five minutes ago,
1: <laughs> so uh,
0: you know it, this is—they're it, it, finally starting to say no, and this is encouraging. So if if these series of events take place, mm-hmm. if if Trump does in fact fire Rosenstein and and whoever else he has to fire to get Mueller fired, uh, I think you're going to see even more Republican resistance. And uh, they would be happy to put a stop to that, I believe.
1: Yeah, and you know, I haven't seen an official whip count, and I don't think there is one. Uh, I, I believe it's the Senate, I want to say the Senate Judiciary Committee that uh, that approves, and advises and consents on nominees for Justice Department officials. And right. there's no word as to what the split is uh, in that committee in terms of how they would rule in the midst of a constitutional crisis where Mueller has mm. been fired, and, and we know specifically... Specifically, That it's about obstructing justice. I think that you're going to see a huge I would say at least half of Republicans across the board in the U.S. Senate will defect from Trump and vote against and, Trump. If the, and that's uh,
0: how it that's how the tide turns. That's how it changes. And that's yeah. essentially I mean, that's not that different from what happened in Watergate, although these cases are clearly vastly different. This one much bigger and much more complex. Yeah, this makes Watergate look like a third-rate burglary. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, I was just going to say the other really scary thing on the horizon, the other thing that uh, a lot of people are frightened could happen over the holidays is uh, the fact that, well, Friday, uh, Trump's lawyers are meeting with Mueller's people, and uh, they're, they're going in basically to say, well, well we've cooperated with you. Uh, Are you ready to say that the investigation is over and that the president is cleared? And this is what uh, they've been telling uh, Trump would be the case, that uh, this Mueller investigation will end at the end of this year and uh, you will be cleared. And they're going into that meeting on Friday with that expectation. Uh, (laughs) This morning they read in The Washington Post that uh, many members of the Mueller team Say they expect to continue their work through 2018. (laughs) Well, this is—I'm just (laughs) guess on my part. I don't know. You know, I'm no expert. I'm—I'm not a lawyer. I'm not in Washington. I just think Trump's going to be pissed off when he hears this. Oh yeah. And uh, what happens after that, including firing Rosenstein, uh, is not out of the question. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're gonna—they're gonna be doing their work through 2018. They say at Mm. the earliest. So for Donald Trump, it's this. Happy New Year to you. In jail. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. I don't know if that's going to specifically happen yeah. to Trump, but maybe, to a lot of people around him. Yeah. I think we've got yeah. a whole another year of this at the very least. I've said all along we're going to need a bus. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be going into bus. 2019, hopefully with a Democratic Congress and uh, starting in the beginning of 2019, and uh, and the Mueller investigation still moving forward and powering through uh, all of this nonsense. So you so- know,
0: I, I cover I cover all the news of the week in my weekly roundup in my weekly podcast. I, I cover everything from the moment that I signed off the last time until until this one. Uh, I, I cover just everything that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know so I'll have all that and I have all the latest on this. but my theme, I, I, I find when you can look at a, a week's worth of news at once instead of on a daily basis, sometimes themes emerge. And uh, at this point, where we are now, uh, the theme of my show this week is uh, that the will of the people is being ignored yep. and rejected. And that's true, certainly, in the tax bill. And it's true in net neutrality.
1: Obamacare. And I, yeah. I,
0: I think it's Obamacare. Uh, I think environmental concerns. Uh, this administration and this Congress is continually working against the will of the people. And that becomes more and more clear every day. Yep. And I think the resistance, uh, including Republicans, to this president is uh, also ready to
1: grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. And now, now, follow this this line of reasoning buzz and and see if you you think this is sound all right so not only is donald trump legally incapable of firing Mueller directly but i don't think he's going to physically be able to do it knowing that what we know about the succession inside the justice department and who would be upped uh if if neither rachel brand or noel francisco or anyone below them who would eventually rise to deputy attorney general and if none of them actually fire Mueller on on Trump's command, then again, Trump would be forced to replace them with someone from the outside, a loyalist. Mm-hmm. But that person mm-hmm. might not be able to be confirmed in the Senate. So, <laughs> right, right. so we, have, we have a big roadblock in Trump's path as far as firing Mueller, which may have led to the fact mm-hmm. that Trump said the other day uh, that, no, he, he doesn't have any plans to fire Mueller for now. OK, mm-hmm. so we take that off the board. What are Trump's options in terms of handling the entire Mueller investigation? And I don't think this is where I think he's going, which is to just continue to undermine the integrity of the special counsel's office, to continue to uh eat away at popular support, at least among the 35 percenters, the Fox News viewers and and Mm -hmm. pro Trump hotheads, and at least solidify their support in opposing Mm -hmm. Mueller so that when indictments occur and they will occur, certainly Trump has the power constitutionally to to pardon any of those, uh, any of those, uh, culprits along the way. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that, um, if, if you lose enough popular support for the mm-hmm. results of an ongoing special counsel investigation, what we end up with is a result at the end, we, at the very end of the Mueller investigation, right? right. That is is on shaky ground because we yeah, have it's like a,
0: the it's like the O.J. verdict.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Where we're, there's you an know.
0: official decision, but a, a large segment of America isn't buying it.
1: That's exactly right. And so that dulls that. So we don't have ultimately uh, the impact of something like Watergate, which then sparked all kinds of government reforms in order to yes, prevent something yeah. similar uh, of happening. Clearly not enough because we, we ended True. up with this Russia attack. But,
0: but, but I would remind you that as we, we covered before, in the, the polls show continually an erosion of Trump's base, of yeah. the white men, the uh, non-college educated white men who elected him. Uh, even they are falling away. From Trump, uh, yeah. because they even they are starting to see, uh, you know, you hear these guys, are Trump supporters, guys who voted for Trump out in the upper Midwest, who have not seen any improvement under Trump. It's a little a little early for any president to be judged on that, yeah. I think, still. But uh, they 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 feel in terms of taking action that, that Trump hasn't done what he promised to do for them, and that, yeah. that it does appear to them that he's helping the rich and not them. Uh, this is going to cost them dearly. You're going to continue to see this er- erode. And the more serious the charges, when it comes to uh, – when, when push comes to shove, are you in the boat or are you out of the boat with Trump? Uh, if the case is damning enough – I think you're gonna see even some of the diehards crumble. There will I've I've said from the beginning there'll always be fifteen percent that'll hang on to him. And and you know what? We we can handle that. Yeah. It is concerning trying to go forward in this country, and this is what you were just talking about, with such a large percentage of the population Uh, in disagreement with the official government decision.
1: One of the arguments against the special counsel, one of the means of actually undermining the integrity of the special counsel right now is one that's really dangerous, one that's extraordinarily dangerous as far as I'm concerned, which is Trump moving closer and closer down this road of accusing the uh, intelligence community of orchestrating a deep state coup. I've been talking about this and warning about this for at least a year now, that Trump would eventually see the, uh, the landscape of what's happening inside the fbi what's happening inside the special counsel's office and certainly the broader intelligence community and see that as some form of coup than to borrow from his buddy erdogan in turkey and to uh, start arresting uh, what he would consider to be dissidents but which are actual lifelong career uh, employees of the intelligence services inside the united states and right. so that gets really creepy and scary and of course the latest mm-hmm. precipitating uh, uh, aspect of uh, of the deep state coup theory is this GSA email fracas, uh, which just seems so ridiculous to me, utterly ridiculous because. Ultimately, in case you're unaware, just here's the short version that uh, that Mueller was able to acquire Trump transition emails that were used through the uh, government services uh, agency. Uh, mm-hmm. th- these are dot gov email addresses. These are government provided uh, devices on which right. people are sending and receiving Uh, emails and so there, therefore all of those emails and all of those devices are auditable by other uh, administrations and other agencies inside the 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 executive branch of the federal government so naturally this is something where if they were saying things that were untoward in these emails well they were going to be audited at some point how do we know that because they received a uh, what's called a memorandum of understanding (laughs) informing all of the trump transition people that the gsa devices and email content is public property and can be used in government investigations duh I mean, here specifically in this memorandum of understanding, it says users have no expectation of privacy on GSA IT resources since all activities are subject to monitoring. So Mm -hmm. really, if the Republicans want to go down this road, if the pro-Trump Republicans want to go down this road— All that needs to happen is uh, one of the lawyers from the special counsel's office appears before the House Judiciary Committee or the Senate Judiciary Committee or House uh, Intelligence or Senate Intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. Shows shows them the waiver they sign. Exactly right. A stack of pages signed by Trump transition officials authorizing that they understand that their emails and communications are open for audit by other federal agencies. Duh. Happy New Year to you. In I mean, Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it's it almost doesn't bear discussion because yeah. uh, it, it. On one hand, it doesn't because the the this is already decided by the facts. Yeah. On the other hand, it does bear discussion because it goes to the kinds of either. Tactics or ignorance mm-hmm. that's driving the Trump defense. He has, oh my gosh, he has the worst possible attorney. <laughs> yeah. uh, just bungled it, and and that's that's a little worrisome sometimes. Even I, even I worry that he doesn't have better representation. Yeah, uh, but but it it makes him happy because it's what he believes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> This is this is stupid Watergate. This is them making uh-huh. decisions based on hooey, things that they think might work, but which don't actually work. Which again goes back to my theory that the Trumps are, are <laughs> space aliens who come to Earth and are trying to duplicate human behavior, but failing badly at
0: that. I wonder if even G. Gordon Liddy would say no to this this <laughs> project. Let's.
1: I want to see if I can get him on the show, Buzz. Maybe that'll be a uh, mission for the new year. Because I know how much you love him.
0: We we all do. I, I've I've uh, I've stood in uh, in you know I've stood in a men's room next to him. As a matter Me of too. It. Yeah, me too. I had issues standing in a men's room next oh, to. That's <laughs> G right. Oh, that's right. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up that drama again.
1: Yeah, I, you know, for the, a good length of period of time, you know, Buzz and I worked at WJFK. I was uh, Buzz's intern at WJFK in Washington D.C. and G Gordon Liddy was the midday show, and right. and we had a bit of a run-in with G Gordon Liddy <laughs> involving a David Letterman photo that he wanted to His, strip down of all of-
0: the. This- Of all the stupid things we could get into a fight about, (laughs) it was about a photo of David Letterman.
1: And then, you know, originally G. Gordon Liddy didn't necessarily hate me. But then he started coming after me too. And that, you know, uh-huh. I, I was well aware of his history. And so I was a little terrified <laughs> being a, a junior baby radio we, guy.
0: We we sent intern Bob to handle
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And so consequently, every time I was in the men's room and G. Gordon Liddy would come running in, I would get like pee shyness where I just I couldn't pee and I was just standing I there. Can, now now that I reflect on your situation, I, I
0: can understand <laughs> that.
1: Right. So uh, so anyway so there's this uh, there's this stupid, stupid Watergate yeah, yeah mm-hmm. stupid Watergate they have this ridiculous argument about these emails and you know what it's convincing the faithful it's convincing the loyalists but you know the other thing that they're stupid about is they're insisting now that the, the that the special counsel's office give them back the copies of their uh, of their emails right
0: yeah pretend a- you didn't. Pretend you didn't read those, <laughs>
1: right? And pretend you didn't just copy and paste them uh, and send them back right. to us. Because yeah,
0: yeah, no, and don't make any copies. And let's pretend this never happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing because what they should demand is give us back the emails, but make sure you delete them from your servers and and your computers. But that's right. not what they're asking. Right. And of course, stupid that's stupid Watergate. Yeah. Stupid, stupid Watergate. They did, They don't even understand email technology, for God's sake. And you know. Again, all that has to happen is they just need to to uh present Congress uh, or show up on Fox News channel for that matter and say here's the stack of documents that they all signed and uh making it perfectly clear that they knew that their emails were uh, auditable. So,
0: well, whether it's whether it's leaving behind emails or leaving uh the adhesive tape on a door lock, uh you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ criminals criminals are not always the smartest uh, uh, among yeah, us
1: yeah that's right F- famous uh, famous morning show bit crooks are stupid that was like a famous kicker bit uh, in the morning shows uh, but okay so we have this other dimension to this whole thing uh, also involving uh, the deep state and how they're clearly right. uh, coming after right. Trump. Right. Uh, where the FBI warned the Trump team about Russian infiltration on or about August 14th of uh, uh. 20, 2016 in, in Donald uh. Trump's first presidential daily brief. And that was after. After the Two F- months. Yeah, two mm-hmm. months after the FBI was aware of multiple contacts between Russia and Trump staffers, and right. after the, the Trump team knew and were well aware that they had met with, what's the number up to now, like 20 different <laughs> Russians?
0: A, I, I just started referring to it as a gaggle of Russians. <laughs> gaggle of Russians. It's, a, it's, it's right. a gaggle of Russians. It's just easier. You don't have to be quite as accurate. It, it just, but it, it <laughs> paints just the right picture in the mind. Listen, you know, if you, even if you want to give uh, Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt because he strikes you as an honest man, yeah, <laughs> uh, even if you want to do that, uh, you so you, you ask yourself, well, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't. Well, of course he did. He was in the building the day of that meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that night at a campaign rally, he promised his supporters dirt on Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son had just uh, gone to a meeting earlier that day to get dirt on Hillary Clinton uh, at, while Trump was in the building. And uh, <laughs> you know so he you know he was very much aware of this. It was Trump who crafted a statement on behalf of his son uh, later. Uh, from Air Force One uh, uh, playing down the meeting. Gee, that doesn't look too suspicious. <laughs> right. Uh, you, so did Trump know? I, I leave it to you and Robert Mueller to decide.
1: Yeah, I remember one of the people involved in that line of communication after it came out that uh, that there was that meeting with Don Jr. and Beslanitskaya and Renatak mentioned, and Paul Manafort and a cast of a thousand other uh, Russians in there. Mm-hmm. That uh, that Hope Hicks was somewhere in that chain of uh, communication involving the uh, the triaging of of how the, the Trump uh, White House responded to everything like that. And and Hope Hicks doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Hope Hicks. No. The re- and Trump admitted this. Trump said that the reason yeah. he hired Hope Hicks was because she knows nothing about politics. Wrong. And he, he
0: hired her on the spot. He told her yeah. whatever social situation they were in. He said, "You're going to be my press secretary." Right now, as it turns out, she's the communications director. And I, I, I understand where Trump's coming from here because uh, there is a favorite photograph of mine that's <laughs> taken at a formal affair mm-hmm. of Hope Hicks wearing a sort of a tuxedo with sort of a large uh, black bow tie mm-hmm. with her head turned. Now, Hope Hicks is a former model and a very attractive woman, mm-hmm. and that pose of her in that tuxedo with her head turned. Is simply stunning. it It could be, it could be a full page ad for uh, a liquor of some kind in a magazine, <laughs> or 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 jewelry or perfume. Yeah, uh, certainly. You know, it's a. It would be a very high class ad. Uh, she looks great, but as you pointed out, uh, really uh, not all that familiar with the workings of government or law. Yeah, that's right.
1: so yeah right so now we begin to wonder and 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 also we have answers to the idea of why are they such idiots when it comes to this stuff well maybe it's because they've hired a bunch of idiots and oh by the way the president's an idiot and his boys are idiots and they're (laughs) they're right in the middle of all this crap so okay so uh we're we're way late for a last break we're gonna do this break and we're gonna come back and just uh wrap up the show right after these notes.
2: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours One bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com.
1: Bob Seska!
0: Happy New Year to you! In jail! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Okay, boy, I love this song.
0: Driving
1: home for Christmas. Chris Ray. Driving over oh, the Christmas. I can't wait
0: to see those faces.
1: Yeah, it's my new favorite Christmas song, so that's why I'm playing it again. I'm driving home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I played it on the after party it. <laughs> Got so much I like it. Down it down. It's jazzy. Yeah, wonderful. Chris Ray is a great musician, British musician, British uh, blues artist. So and, I hadn't ever heard this song before until like three weeks ago and then I,
0: I like it I like it. I'll, I'm gonna adopt it in my collection also
1: I can't stop playing it yeah it's uh let's see it's on an album called now that's what I call Music Christmas Disc One. So, oh I thought you were gonna send me the MP three. <laughs> uh yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna send you an mp3 buzz illegally uh, <laughs> now why would why would we do that that would be so trump <laughs> right okay uh so i mentioned earlier in the show that there's this uh this chuck schumer end around when it comes to uh, net uh-huh. neutrality and this is good news chuck schumer yeah, is gonna force the it. senate to vote to reinstate the FCC's net neutrality rules. Congress, uh, right. this is true, Congress can overturn an agency by invoking the Congressional Review Act Yes, w- with a simple majority vote without the possibility of a filibuster. The Republican majority, uh, uh. of course, is, yeah, exactly, 51 to 49 uh, after uh, Doug Jones is seated. Susan uh-huh. Collins says she opposes the net neutrality repeal. So uh-huh. that puts us at a, a 50-50 vote. And that would be tie broken by uh, Mike Pence. But if they are able to pick off one more Republican, just one more, then 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 we absolutely stick it to that douchebag. Agit pie. (laughs) Exactly right. And uh, and
0: and he's screwed now. Which is why it's so important for everybody to continue to speak up about
1: this. Now, I didn't like Agit pie before. And, you know, and snarky isn't he snarky don't you think yeah, he, and he's yeah. also he's just a big bag of dicks agit <laughs> pie that video of agit pie whatever it was doing the harlem shake or whatever it is <laughs> dancing with that lightsaber uh-huh. i i, I want to punch him in the face whenever i see that i want to <laughs> i want to punch my computer screen where the video window is every time that ends up popping up that, in auto-playing on I- twitter
0: that's how I feel about uh, Rick Perry when I see him dancing to the theme from Green Acres on Dancing with the Stars.
1: Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> or yeah, or Donald Trump singing the Green Acres theme at, at the uh, the Emmys one year. That's a uh, I don't know if you ever seen that one, Buzz, but that's a I, not in a while, no a nausea nausea inducing uh, clip right there. <laughs> but this is actually some good news uh, to come along. I don't know exactly what uh, the how or how this involves Donald Trump and whether or not. It'll require a signature from him, which could be the uh, the clincher in all of this. So, we'll, yeah. we're waiting to see on that. But, but it looks like yeah, the Democrats- see we
0: wouldn't we would need a two thirds majority then to override the president's veto, and that's yeah. you know so that's concerning. No, I, I, I we that's why that's why we really need people to turn out uh, in November of twenty eighteen to uh, turn things around because i we've almost all got to be on the same page at this point about we you know regardless of whether you like trump or you don't like trump you can't like the way things are going
1: yeah oh god no way and and i think secretly a lot of trump supporters are going what the fuck what the fuck yeah, but but right. people yeah. right now people right now on every side of this argument and obviously there are exceptions and most of this occur most of what i'm about to observe occurs on the pro trump side they're so committed to uh, to always saving face no one ever wants right. to admit
0: when they are wrong about something tribalism tribalism it's about yeah. supporting the beliefs of the tribe uh, regardless of the facts
1: yeah absolutely and and so th- they don 't want to move they don 't want to move on this even if they know that they 're wrong and that 's what we 've been seeing in some of these focus groups, some of these videos c n n anchors interviewing uh, trump supporters and they say ah we don 't we don 't really like what 's going on, but i 'm happy with my vote i'm i 'm glad I supported this fucking maniac. <laughs> I, I
0: think I think I'll reveal my dark secret in the uh, post mortem show.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Let's little, we definitely want to talk about that. I you know I also want to talk a little bit about Trump's uh, weird two handed drinking habit. We're going to talk about oh, that. Oh yeah, little
0: bit. yeah, like a kid.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And and plus uh, we've got some polling comparisons of, of where Trump is compared to uh, previous presidents going all the way back to <laughs> I believe uh, Dwight Eisenhower. So we'll. Oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> plus, we've got, uh, oh, let's see what else uh, we want to talk about here. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, we'll see. Lots of surprises. Lots of big surprises coming up on the post mortem Show. That's coming up next. Uh, sign up at $10 a month, or actually just $5 a month if you want to get the Postmortem Show in addition to sure. the, uh, the free show. If you want to sign up at $10 a month, you get the Postmortem Show and the After Party. $15 a month to get you all that crap, plus a commercial-free version of the free show. Go to Patreon by going to BobSeska.com and clicking the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo and, and sign up. It's really, really easy, and they're not screwing over subscribers like they were they were planning to do, so that's also... Oh, good. A good well, case. give it as a gift, then. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can absolutely gift it to people and uh, give, gift it to them for six months or something like that. It'll cost you next to nothing, especially at the $5 level. And uh, the good news is is that uh, uh, the creators will continue to uh, uh, pay the uh, credit card processing fees, according to the new oh, Patreon wonderful. policy. Yeah, so that's all, that's all pretty good news. And, of course, uh, listen to Buzz Burbank News and Comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, RealmNetwork.com. That's R-E-L-M Network.com. And, as always, at BuzzBurbank.com. Thank you My friend This is our last uh, uh, Free show Before the big break Before the new year <laughs> So uh, have a very oh, very man. Christmas And a, and a wonderful too and,
0: and a happier New year to us all Because this one sucked <laughs> Happy new year to you In jail Right Right
1: Okay uh, Take care folks We'll see you on the uh, Postmortem show Coming up next Bye bye